Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me and giving me a little bit of your time. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and to help it to grow, I'm incredibly grateful for that, humbled by it, shocked by it, honestly. So thank you, because y'all definitely are why the podcast continues to grow outside of hopefully the content and God. So thank you, Lord, for the time to sit here and record this podcast and the people that listen to it and the people that share it. Guide my words, please. Our mornings are getting a little cooler. Promise of fall, that fall won't stay away forever, <laughs> despite the fact that it feels like it. Nearby road is loud today, although it seems to be that way a lot lately. Oh, Lord. Allergies or whatever it is are still hanging on. And I think that's about it for now. We'll get going. I'm going to sit. Had two puppy dogs, but something in the woods was much more interesting than the podcast. So they abandoned me. And that's all right. We're going to talk about. Inaugural addresses today. Going to go through a few different quotes by different presidents. And, you know, the theme here is is pretty much always the same, folks. Trying to show re-educate's got such a bad connotation, but relearn our real history. Because so many of us today don't know it or we're never taught it. And the connection between God and our country is so strong and so obvious throughout our history. I don't think we're going to talk about Grover Cleveland today, but he actually, in one of his addresses, talked about the fact that Throughout the entire history of our country, it was clear that God's hand was with us. And so our great leaders have known, uh, really, we're the last 40, 50 years, whatever you want to say, first generation that has not acknowledged this. And it all goes back to that Supreme Court case from 1947 that acknowledged separation of church and state, which is nowhere in the Constitution or the Declaration, as meaning that, oh my goodness, here come the puppy dogs. Yes, yes, I see you, yes. Meaning that... God had no place in our public life. 
and it's just caused every single problem we have, folks. It, it's caused problems that we couldn't even begin to imagine. Uh, probably should have, but we didn't. So we're gonna go. We're gonna run through some of these, and we'll see how many we can get in. This is and and just one thing. As far as I know, and, and maybe if it's changed, it's probably recently. But every single president has prayed. And when they take the oath of office, they put their hand on the Bible. They don't put it on the Quran. They don't put it on something about Buddhism or Hinduism or Mother Nature or Atheism. All of these oaths, and we talked about that recently, and these addresses are based on God the Father of Jesus Christ, the Bible, the Holy Spirit. Because we are a Christian nation. We were born that way, at least. We have become something else or are becoming something else, it seems like, uh, much darker and worse. But we'll get going. No people can be bound to acknowledge and adore the invisible hand which conducts the affairs of men more than those in the United States. George Washington, 1789. We talked about this one recently, folks. We'll come back to it again and again. I haven't talked about this in a while, but one of the things the Marine Corps hammered into us was you needed to constantly be trying to add tools to your toolbox, so to speak. Uh, as far as war fighting is concerned. And this is really true of any profession, but uh, and it's true of, of our faith, you know, our relationship with God. We need to continually be adding tools to our toolbox, things that make us stronger, things that make us more capable, better at whatever that job is. Uh, it's definitely true of our marriages. I don't think we do a very good job. We talked about that recently, of those two things, and we will talk about it again. In this case, when you have somebody come up to you or you see somebody on TV or hear somebody on the radio or a different podcast or something talking about how America is a secular nation and God has no place here, the more of these little quotes that you can remember pull to mind or at least know that you've heard, the better able you're, you are to refute those lies, that dishonesty. Because it is, folks. The, the idea that we were not founded on God and the Bible is a complete lie. Uh, or or just complete ignorance. One of those two. You know, Washington here is saying, nobody else in the entire world has more duty because he's talking about bound, right? We're bound to acknowledge and adore, love God because of all that he's given us. All that he's blessed us with. And do you think we do that today? If somebody asks you, do you think the people of the United States acknowledge and adore God more than any other people in the world today? What would your answer be? Thomas Jefferson, I shall need to the favor of that being in whose hands we are, who led our fathers as Israel of old from their native land and planted them in a country flowing with all the necessaries and comforts of life, who has covered our infancy with his providence 
and our riper years with his wisdom and power. And to whose goodness I ask you to join in supplications with me, that he will so enlighten the minds of your servants, guide their counsels, and prosper their measures. Jefferson's always a great one to use because uh, so many that disparage the United States, disparage Christianity, like to use him as an example of a secularist, a deist at best, somebody that definitely did not like Christianity. But when you really get down and read his words and listen to what he actually said, you find that that's, that's not the case at all. In fact, that's not even remotely the case. And so what is he saying here in his inaugural address as he's taking over as president? Uh, it talks about Israel, right? The Bible talks about the fact that God is. And, and so that's a direct reference to Christianity, folks. Talks about the fact that, that God has taken Americans from their native land, comparing it to Israel of old. And put us in this land with all these blessings. All these things that are necessary for comfort. And, and he's asking him. And asking all the people too in America. This, this was a public act. And he's asking all the people in America to join. In, in, in requesting from God that he will enlighten our minds, guide our counsels, and prosper our measures. So he's turning to God. That was his first official act, folks. This this inaugural address, and this is what he's asking. <laughs> How we ever allowed, Supreme Court or not, a body of men to tell us that God had no place in America. It's just, it's mind-boggling. It's, it's, more mind-boggling even than, than the Roe v. Wade passage. And the only thing that I come to every time, and maybe y'all come up with a better idea, is that we just, we have no idea who we are anymore. And our priorities are so skewed. Our priorities are so out of line. Right, we'll, we'll talk about that some coming up. But we're just, we're on the wrong path, folks, and we have been for a while. And if we don't turn around and get back on the right path, things are going to get really ugly in both our individual lives and our national life. That was from 1805. Abraham Lincoln, with malice toward none, with charity for all, with firmness in the right as God gives us to see right, let us strive on to finish the work we are in to bind up the nation's wounds, to care for him who shall have borne the battle and for his widow and his orphan, to do all which may achieve and cherish a just and lasting peace among ourselves and with all nations. Abraham Lincoln, 1865. To care for the widow and the orphan of the, of the men who died in the Civil War. And Lincoln Lincoln talked, we've talked about him quite a bit, has talked about God a number of times. But, you know, in the New Testament, it tells us that the only true religion is, or true religion before God is caring for 
the widow and the orphan. And so there's another, another reference there. Franklin Roosevelt, the almighty God has blessed our land in many ways. He has given our people stout hearts and strong arms with which to strike mighty blows for freedom and truth. He has given to our country a faith which has become the hope of all peoples in an anguished world. So we pray to him now for the vision to see our way clearly, to see the way that leads to a better life for ourselves and for all our fellow men, to the achievement of his will, to peace on earth. 1945. Peace on earth. That's uh, a reference again to the New Testament, the angels announcing the birth of Christ to the shepherds, I believe. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And then... It's interesting, folks, here. You notice that both Lincoln in 1865 and FDR in 1945, so 80 years apart, both at extreme difficulties in our country's history in the midst of the Civil War and World War One. I. I mean, two. Sorry, <laughs> that they both turn to God, and they did a number of times. There's a number of points in both these men's public lives that they turn to God, and that they ask the nation, Americans, to turn to God. And yet, somehow, we're supposed to believe that our country was again founded by these secularists who wanted nothing to do with Christianity and that we can't teach our kids. It can't be in school. We're going to get back to education. We need to again on this podcast, but folks, we're not, we're never going to win this war regardless of if we make it through a fight or not uh, based on who we elect alone or even primarily, we're going to have to change our personal lives. We're going to have to change our public lives. We're going to have to take back education and culture from these just, there's no other way to say it, these evil values of the left that have flooded it. If we have any hope of turning this country around. You know, you look at these, how could we possibly have had a Supreme Court that said you've got to kick God the Father and Jesus Christ out of everything? And and each each podcast we do, each little bit almost in and of itself is enough. I mean these these inaugural addresses span the history of our country, folks. I will make one more little comment here. You notice it that the timeline between 1865 and 1945 is 80 years between the Civil War and World War II. We're right back about at 80 years again, folks, from 1945 to almost 2025. And if you go from 1775 to 1865, that's 90 years. Just a little side thought, probably doesn't mean much. Ronald Reagan.
And may he, God, continue to hold us close as we fill the world with our sound. Sound in unity, affection, and love, one people under God, dedicated to the dream of freedom that he has placed in the human heart, called upon now to pass that dream on to a waiting and hopeful world. Ronald Reagan, 1985 Pass that dream on to a waiting and hopeful world. We can't pass much of anything on right now, folks, because we've forgotten who we are and whose we are. And Reagan here is asking God to continue to hold us close. One people under God. I'm not sure we really remember what that actually means anymore. try and go back one more that I wanted to get to although I, I may have lost it oh this is this is Truman from his inaugural address which was 1949. The American people stand firm in the faith which has inspired this nation from the beginning. We believe that all men have a right to equal justice under law and equal opportunity to share in the common good. We believe that all men have a right to freedom of thought and expression. We believe that all men are created equal because they are created in the image of God. You know, you go back to the Declaration, it seems so simple when you take the time to look at it and you drowned out the the voices out there that are saying we're a secular nation, we're a, we, we have nothing to do with Christianity. When you actually go back and read the Declaration, all men created in the image of God, created equal, endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights. Look to the hand of providence. All of this goes back again and again to God. Truman's inaugural address again. Oh, this is huge, folks. The differences between communism and, de and democracy do not concern the United States alone. People everywhere are coming to realize that what is involved is material well-being, human dignity, and the right to believe and worship in God. And then one more. To that end, we will devote our strength, our resources, and our firmness of resolve. Steadfast in our faith in the Almighty, we will advance toward the world where man's freedom is secure. With God's help, the future of mankind will be assured in a world of justice, harmony, and peace. Again and again, folks, we turn to God. And uh, if we have any hope of sorting this thing out, we're going to have to turn to Him again. And it's going to have to be real fundamental change in our personal lives in our schools and communities, in our states, and in our nation. It won't simply matter if we elect a person. It won't simply matter if we have great fiscal policy or foreign policy. If we don't put God back as the very center of every part of our country, we're not going to make it. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America.
we'll talk to you all again real soon. Looking forward to it.